Warning, this podcast is solely based on smut books. The definition of smut is a story that includes one or more sexually explicit scenes. This is a warning for all listeners to proceed with caution. There will be explicit content, sex talk, and triggering subjects. We will provide a trigger warning before each episode. This podcast is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Sluts. We're your hosts. I'm Tisha. And I'm Corey. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm sorry, Corey was being a fucking weirdo right before we started recording. Do you expect anything different from me, guys? It happens. It's fun. We're going with it. Welcome to part two of Fake by Tate James. This is going to be the third one in Madison Kate series. Um, so, so reverse harem, contemporary romance, enemies to lovers, <laughs> stalker romance, <laughs> mystery, and a college romance. The trigger warnings for this book are murder, suicide. Not suicide. I'm at violence. <laughs> There's no suicide. <laughs> What the fuck? It's fine. Words are hard. Words are hard. Okay. Synopsis. So we left off last time. They were bantering at the photo shoot. Archer's like, you're going to fucking do this or I'm going to pull the security team off of Bree. And we find out that the stalker has been threatening Bree's life, saying that she's a shitty ass friend. Uh Uh-oh. So MK finally just agrees to do this photo shoot because Archer being Archer threatened her with Bree. Duh. Duh. So they put her in lingerie. Lingerie. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. Lingerie. And clear. I love my lingerie. I like it, guys. I want to go straight down the road. Okay. Coffee. <laughs> Bria's face. We've had espresso, okay? Two We've shots. been up since like six o'clock this morning. It's fine. It's fine. It's only 9.45 in the morning. We're good. We're ready for the fucking day. The sun is shining. The tank is clean. The tank is clean. The tank is clean. <laughs> we should not be recording a podcast. I have tears in my eye. I won't stop. Okay, back to the story. Okay. So she gets into this lingerie and is confused because she thought it was going to be for a burlesque club. So she's like, what the hell? So she goes out and Archer's in jeans and that's it. (laughs) And the buttons were open. Oh, and he had a glass with amber liquid in it. I could just picture him sitting there. So Nikki's taking pictures. (laughs) Why are you laughing? I could just picture him sitting there, and I just had this image of this big buff dude, tattooed, pants open, just like drool. <laughs> and I just pictured the whole scene, and then I just laughed. I'm sorry. Okay. Apparently, sexy men are funny to Corey. <laughs> I think I'm just really past the point of beyond horny at this, and I just am. I got cobwebs, okay? So it's just. <laughs> Whoever goes to Paul 
he's gonna have some dusty ass dick after dusty ass dick. <laughs> my stomach hurts for a little bit. I'm crying. <laughs> if I cry, my lashes are gonna pop off. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Lucky Dusty Dick. <laughs> my core like this in a long time oh, she's crying can we get a tissue over here <laughs> I didn't do it. okay crying. i can't believe that you said that while we were <laughs> dusty dick your next boyfriend is for sure gonna be called dusty dick i hope his name's dusty <laughs> i have slept with the dust <laughs> oh, dusty how's your dick <laughs> Okay, we're done talking about Dusty's dick. <laughs> wow. Are, we, are we good? Yep, we're good. Oh, my stomach hurts. Okay. So, Nikki. <laughs> okay. She shows MK where she wants her. And they, they go to... The, okay, I can do this. <laughs> I better have a six stack after this. <laughs> okay, so she tells her where she wants her for the photo shoot. And she wants her to sit in Archer's lap. And she's like, fuck you. So Archer grabs her and puts her on his lap and says, don't worry, it's just a photo shoot. I don't fuck unwilling chicks. And I'm not going to go molesting you. So MK oh. threw back, no, you just marry underage chicks. And he asks what she's most mad about it. And, oh wait, what she's most mad about is the fact that her father sold her or that he brought her bought her or that he wouldn't fuck her when she most wanted it and she told him to let her go and dug her nails into his shoulder he grabbed her ass spun her around and put her on his lap and kissed her harshly and her brain literally short-circuited <laughs> she was so fucking turned on and so was archer so mk's throwing that she thought he didn't fuck unwilling girls and he said i don't with him implying that she's not unwilling <laughs> she definitely right. fucking wants it so she finally gets out of his grip telling him that he was barking up the wrong tree and that if he was willing that he should just fuck himself and that he's had a lot of practice with that recently it's just you and your hand tonight buddy so she asked nikki if they were done and said not really but she could work with what they got so cody was over there talking with jace Asked what happened because MK storms out, goes outside. Um, she glared at Cody, even though he hadn't seen anything that had happened. He asked her if he needed to punch Archer, which he knew he deserved it. MK said if that, if they, excuse me, MK asked if they made a habit out of it. And Cody, she's in lingerie. So Cody puts her <laughs> jacket on her and said, baby girl, you should have seen it the week you left for Aspen. The training upped for him and cody just said you say the word and you got it <clears throat> he told her that he loves when she gets all stabby and kissed her <laughs> and then she realized that archer had been standing outside so mk poked at him winking at archer and went to kiss cody but a car door slammed with scott maddie take your hands off my girl shoving cody that sent mk to the ground <clears throat> and he tried to punch cody but missed i'm sorry but like it's not even the fact that he was lashing out at Cody and trying to punch him. It's the fact that MK's on her ass on the ground that's going to get these boys riled yep. up. Like, listen here, pencil dick. You're about to get your <laughs> shit rocked. Rocked. Yep. So, 
meant well because he's heard all of this bad shit from MK, but he is no match for Cody nope. and his training. So he got up and tried to continue punching Cody, but missed again. So MK just decided not to stop it because he showed up like some kind of stalker. And Cody took that as permission. So MK gets hit in the face with blood spatter. And Scott's nose was broken, yelling at MK, Maddie, what the fuck? Are you going to let him do this? Yep. Cody just laughs and (laughs) told him to quit calling her that because she hates being called it. And it took MK by surprise because she didn't know that they knew that. They know so much about her. Like, right? It's weird. How do you not realize that these boys are so head in love with you? They are completely infatuated with you. Mm -hmm. And yet you can't see past the points of their dicks. Hey, hey, I mean, I wouldn't either, so it's fine. Um, MK asked Scott, what the hell are you doing there? And Archer walked up and at this point, Scott's like, you told me you were going to be here on the phone Mm -hmm. earlier. And she makes eye contact with Cody because she's like, no. I didn't even fucking know I was going to be here earlier. Yeah, like the fuck? (laughs) Since he had heard the conversation. Mm -hmm. And MK's like, no, I didn't. Archer stepped on Scotty's hand asking how he knew he was there. Scott kept quiet until MK snapped his fingers, her fingers in his face, asking if he followed her there. He got mad and said that he didn't want get, to get Brian's trouble, but he called her earlier and asked her to use her iPhone to find her location. Yeah, because Brie would disclose that information to Scott. Yeah. So MK gets mad and tells him to fucking stop and he did as she said mk told archer and cody to give them a minute and after she snapped they moved but not far so scott said maddie babe what the hell is going on and that he thought she wanted to give them payback for all the hell they did to her and that they need to pay for what they'd done to her so scott tried to reach out and hold her but she dodged it she agreed that they did hurt her but it was not between them and it was her call on how they handled it Scott just came back saying that he just wanted to help and MK set the line again, saying that she only saw him as a friend and that even them pretending wouldn't change that. Scott came back with, you told me you weren't interested in anyone and yet here you are dressed like that with him looking at Cody who just smiled and waved. (laughs) I love Cody. He is like the best, I want to say instigator. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's like want to poke the bear yeah right he's just like so happy all the time and just like i don't give a fuck what you think of me you know um so mk again states that she made herself clear and that it was creepy as fuck with him following her here and that it needed to stop scott said that he was sorry and that he didn't mean to creep her out shane his brother who's a cop um knew that the boys were in to some bad shit and MK explained that she knew what was in with the boys and that maybe it was a mistake that he transferred to SGO. Mm -hmm. Scott was taken aback and threw in her face. Forget it, Maddie. He was just worried. And if this was the thanks that he got, then he will stop. And when she showed up on a morgue table because one of them strangled her too hard during sex, then that's on her fucking prick i can't believe he said that to i her. know so he stomps away and gets in his car and leaves and as he left mk questioned if scott could be her stalker but he was too young to be able to be her stalker because right. she thinks it's the same one that stalked her mom mm-hmm. so mk turned away and asked if they were done there because she wanted to go question the guy that shot her and archer smiled at her and said your wish is my command wifey <laughs> this is the <laughs> best heart coming up i can't wait <laughs> Um, So all of a sudden, it shocked her because Archer thanks her for doing the shoot. And 
he snapped and asked if she heard him and she looked at him and was like sorry did you say something <laughs> he looks at her confused and is like yes I said thank you and she's like sorry I didn't hear you can you can can you speak louder Cody's <laughs> in the back snickering and after a few he said thank you and not again not causing a scene it was helping for a friend I love the little egg, uh, Easter, eggs. Easter eggs thank you I'm all I can't think of the word I was going to say, but that they put in this because once you read Hades and you go back, you're just like, oh, oh. yep. <laughs> Light bulb. <laughs> MK asked if he hit his head or something, confusing Archer. And she's like that he was freaking her out because he doesn't act like that. And Archer <laughs> just laughs, which really is confusing. So she's like, what the fuck is happening yeah. right now? Like, like dude. Archer's actually using manners. So Cody slapped <laughs> Archer telling him that he was really freaking her out blah 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 so they drive they finally get to the cabin um it's away from shadow grove and mk said to archer i swear to god archer dath if you brought me here to slit my throat and bury me in a shadow grove and to think again because she would gladly drag him to hell with her (laughs) so cody asks if he wants she wants him to accidentally kick archer in the balls (laughs) and um, that it might not change his weird mood, but it might make her warm and fuzzy on the inside. <laughs> so she replies, yes, that she would like it. So they're walking in and Archer is bending down, moving this rug to find a <laughs> hidden trap door. And Cody walks by with an evil smirk, grinning at MK, kissing her, says, consider done. And literally trips on the carpet and the next thing mk knows is that archer's rolling on the ground (laughs) in pain and he's like oh shit sorry bro not even sounding sorry he rolls archer with his toe off of it and they just go downstairs which there's like padlocks and shit so it's so, so secretly guarded and he once they get down there still's already down there and archer finally got up and followed and MK looked at Archer, who sneered, scared princess, and MK said to Cody, well, what do you know? Kicking him in the balls did reset his personality. (laughs) (laughs) So once they get down there, they open another door, and Archer introduces the man that is tied to the chair named Hank. And he looks at MK, spitting blood at her, and said, look, it's the bitch herself. Fucking asshole. So pretty much at this point, I'm not going to go into like all of the details but essentially he's tied up in a chair steals down there um archer cody and mk go down and they're confronting them they're asking him who the fuck is he um how like why are you following mk this and that we've learned that there is a essentially a hit Mm -hmm. out for her worth millions of dollars like you get paid if you take her out Mm -hmm. and hank was the one that uh stabbed her Mm-hmm. And he was the one that also um, tried to shoot her the other day. Yep. So he has been one of the men out trying to kill her. She's asking him a bunch of questions, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. He's being a fucking prick, calling her a slut in all sorts of derogatory terms. And mm-hmm. she's starting to get really pissed off. Right. And because of the derogatory terms he is saying to MK, obviously the boys are getting agitated too. Right. And so they're like, do we need to ask him anything else? Because I just, I want to fucking kill this guy. And they're like, well, who's going to do it? And Archer's like, I'll do it. Cody's like, I'll do it. Still's like, I'll do it. And MK fucking grabs the knife without even, no, the gun, Gun. sorry, the gun, without even like talking to the guys, walks up, shoots him in the fucking face. (laughs) She just uh, dropped her lady balls. Yeah, seriously. First time ever shooting a gun. Just fucking kills a guy. Yep. 
And all three guys are just so stunned, like, huh? What the fuck? Like, don't even know what happened. So she just kind of hurries and gets the fuck out of this chamber because she is so shocked that she just shot somebody. Yeah. So still gets to her and is just holding her, letting her kind of sink in what had just happened. Um, And he told her, let's leave. So they get in the car and she's like, well, what about Still and Cody? I mean, Archer and Cody. And he's like, they'll figure it out. It's not a big deal. And that they already hogged her, so it's his turn to hog her because he's been torturing this guy for 10 hours for them. And he's hungry. Right? So (laughs) as they were driving home, MK commented on the gloves that he was wearing when he was punching him because steel can't fuck up his hands. Mm -hmm. They have brass knuckles inside of them, but they are completely padded to where they will not hurt his hands. protect him, yeah. Yeah. So... They are driving home, and this is when we learn about that. And still explains that he did a lot of dumb shit after his sister Rachel died, which ruins his hands. Um, and so that's why Archer got these gloves made for him. Archer. He has a soft spot. <laughs> really? If he cares about you. I he mean, has it a can harden sometimes, but yeah. it's on demand. Most of the time. <laughs> um, so he, MK asks why. Hank had one of the knives. Because that's a big thing because she thought it was the boys because of these knives. And those knives are only given out to Mm -hmm. certain people. So, still confirms that Hank was in Philip's training and... It was the camp was to help kids, but his idea was skewed. Mm-hmm. He um, had loads of trainees, but he taught them how to build empires and not in the best way. Kind of along the ways of gang-related violence to get to the point where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had mentioned her mom during the piss off with him attached to the chair and MK asked how he knew it how he knew her mom and Steele's like he was just trying to piss you off and like throwing shit out there like probably shit that he just heard so they went through the drive through got food and went back to the apartment once they got to her door Cass and Zane was there Zane scowling and he's like, why do you guys look like you were up to mich- mischief and where was my invite? Because she's covered in blood. Right. <laughs> Cass asked if MK was okay and hoped that it wasn't her blood, which she confirmed it wasn't. I love Cass and MK's relationship. I do too. And I think I, ha- you, we all know from how many times I've said Daddy Cass in this that I have that love for him, but it just grows even more re- reading these books from Haiti series, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So... Um, before they got to the door, Zane said that he was able to set up this meeting for her. He's such a fucking shitster. Right? (laughs) So she's like, that sounds great. Text me the address, which obviously still is going to be listening. He's like, what is that about? What is that about? What do you mean? What meeting? (laughs) They go inside and ask what the fuck. Um, and she's like, it's nothing like trying to get it off. And he was trying to say like, you just know Zane's using you because they didn't want anything but protection from her. Like, they're not doing this out of kindness. Yeah. And she knew this, but she didn't really care. She's like, I'm getting something out of it. So they kind of wash up a little bit, but she told Steele to get to the shower because he is absolutely covered in blood. He's not sitting on her couch with Mm-mm. hank bits all over him. So he started stripping in front of MK and asked if, she, and he asked if she was embarrassed to see him. And she's like, um, she admitted that she was dick drunk off of him in her own <laughs> head, but not to him. But and he's like, he she wouldn't look at him. So he asked her why, and. If she was worried that she can't keep her hands to herself, where would that leave her with her feelings? But she just told him that it was done. Get in the shower. So she was alone with her feelings and hold her, was holding her breath and had to ask herself why she was so upset about all of this. 
so still gets out of the shower and he, he's wearing MK's bathrobe and she couldn't help but stare and she knew that he wasn't wearing anything underneath because his clothes are covered in blood and she told him like I'll wash them just put on my bathrobe she didn't really think he was gonna do it but no. it's Max Steele of course he's gonna Ooh. do it so Steele had caught her perving over him and after they were done eating MK asked if they were going to talk or not and Steele agreed so he started that he knew that he should have told her about the marriage and that he was sorry that he didn't tell her and he knows that now so when he got done and mk said okay but that's not what i meant i meant the fact that i just killed hank Steele turned to her and the robe opened a little bit <laughs> he agreed and they discussed that it was her first time killing somebody and let alone shooting a gun before but he told her that he noticed that she Sorry, that he didn't notice. Oh, he he, I fucked up on that. Okay. So he didn't notice and that she did good, just shooting point blank. He said that, who did he say? Cody wouldn't even be able yeah. to do that? Yeah. So he asked her if she was okay since it had been a while since they had their first kill. And she's like, oh my God, their first kill. Like how many fucking people have these guys killed? Um, so MK finally replied that she was okay, but maybe it just hasn't set in yet and that she was relieved. MK explained that she was done running away from them and that she just needed some space um, so that her stalker or and that her stalker had been sending mail to the house and they think that the Reapers are going to keep it away from her. Mm -hmm. So she didn't know that she'd been getting any mail, but Steele asked why she was still there and MK explained that she was protected and Steele laughed that they weren't doing anything to protect her but themselves. And Steele explained that as long as MK is there, the Reapers are safe from the boys hurting them for the lines that have been crossed. Mm -hmm. So Steele let MK know that there was a site that had a hit out on her to kill her. MK had asked if they told them how much was out for her um, and still explained that he didn't ask, but he could find out for her so she could know. Mm -hmm. MK asked him what else he would tell her with him replying anything, anything that she wants to know. There's no more secrets or lies and that he regrets everything before. MK asked if he would tell her why Archer bought her, but still saying that he could, but does she really want him to explain everything to her or does he, she want to hear it from Archer directly? Right. Um, and this is when she calls him a Archer douche canoe. <laughs> I love the shit that comes from right. her. She said she wants to hear it straight from Archer, the douche canoe, and then punch him in the face for breaking his, or punch him in the face, breaking his teeth. Yeah. Steele told MK to ask her anything else that he wants to prove to her that he will tell her everything. So she asks him to tell her something real and true and that she isn't imagining the connection between them and that it wasn't fake between them at all. Still grabbed MK by her hair and explained that Riot Night was not the first time that he had seen her than that it was before then. Yep. Mic drop. So MK's shocked at this point. She can't move. Her hand, his hand is holding her by the hair. Oh. I think that's like instant wetness. Like... <laughs> Dominance. Okay. I just need to stop myself sometimes. <laughs> so she didn't understand. So Steele explained that about six months before her mom died. And they're kind of thinking that the trauma that she went through watching her mom die, the car accident has blocked it out. And they thought maybe after the therapist that she would get this memory back. She didn't. Um, so she asked Steele to tell her everything. And he said that it's, it's not all his story to tell. That mm -hmm. there are some parts that she needs to hear from Archer. So still explain that her dad was going on a business trip and her mom, who was cheating on her dad, wanted to go shack up with Zane, who was in the Reapers. Mm -hmm. So she said that she was going to go on vacation, but really took 
MK and herself to the Reapers um, headquarters when she was 11 years old. And she was shacking up with him for three weeks and just kind of left MK to do whatever. She's 11 years old at this point. It's fucked up. Yep. When Damon found out that MK was there, um, she was hustling some Reapers <laughs> playing games. <laughs> he freaked out and they gave her to steal an archer to watch during this time. And he filled in that while there, that obviously her mom was there. They were playing games the whole time. And MK commented that obviously something happened for Archer to hate her for this time. They get interrupted. His phone's ringing. Um, excuse me. Her phone started yes, ringing. And you. she ignored it. But it was like three times in a row. Yep. So it was Scott. Oh, fucking course. Yep. Um, so... She answers it, and he was like, I'm on my way over. And she's not even listening to him at this point. She's just like, <laughs> she's what like, the okay, hell? Uh-huh. And he's like, he asked her if she's even listening, and she's like, that it wasn't a good time. She'll see him Monday, and that it was no trouble because he's almost there, and he brought her favorite ice Ugh. cream. She guilt trips herself and said that she she promised that she was going to try with her friends again, so she was like, fine. She told Steele, here's your clothes. You're going to have to just go um, and make sure that Archer and Cody don't have a dead body in their car. As they're making way to the front door, Steele explained the boys could have handled, could have this handled, and that they run from cuffs. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> he asked if she was going to be okay and if she needed anything not to hesitate to call. Before he could leave, MK asked if he meant what he said about not giving up on them and still said every damn word that he knows he fucked up. He can't change the past, but he can change the future and he won't fuck up again. And that torturing a guy, excuse me, 17 hours showed for something and that she was the best thing in his life and he was not risking it again, which caused MK butterflies and said, okay, but one condition to stop calling her MK. She misses the Hellcat. Yeah, that's like, her nickname. Right? So he was confused at first, called her Hellcat, and kissing her right there. And oh Lord, was this kiss <laughs> hot and steamy. <laughs> and before it could go any further, they were rudely interrupted by Scott clearing his throat, yelling, what the fuck? I thought I was your boyfriend. Bro, how many times have we fucking told you? You're not the boyfriend. You're not you ain't the boyfriend. You any penetration happening. No penetration. None. Um, still laughed, kissing MK again, and told Scott to keep dreaming, champ. She was never yours. He got in the elevator and winked. Scott snapped, Maddie, which was irritating because there have been go, it's toxic. We're doing this shit. And he's sounding like a scorned lover that just can't let go, but uh, you're not a lover. No. So he changed real quick, said sorry, was just worried about the boys hurting her. And she said her and MK changed her mind at this point. Like, said, go home. It wasn't the best night, which she said, no, I got you ice cream. She wasn't having it and that she'll see him on Monday. She shut the door on her in his face, which... She also saw the ice cream and it's mint chocolate chip. Which she hates. Right. You don't fucking know her, bro. Move on. <laughs> I got your favorite ice cream. What? Gross. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so she shut the door in the face. Her phone rang again. It's Brie. She tells her kind of what happened and that um, Brie asked if something happened to Scott because she had 12 missed calls from this motherfucker. And she wanted to talk with MK beforehand. MK explained that he had lied and said that he had gotten her location from Bree. Bree's like, that's not fucking happening. I'm coming over with mine. We're having a girl's night. Yeah. So Bree gets to MK's house and she brings wine and good ice cream. Right. (laughs) 
So Brie asks her what the hell Scott said about the tracking on the phone and that she would never do that. MK explained everything and how Archer was there, which caused Brie to freak out that she was with Archer, but told her to start with the whole Scott situation and then tell her everything with Archer after. So MK filled her in um, on how he had gotten the location, his pathetic punch to throw at Cody. Um, So MK explained that she knew that it wasn't the truth that Brie wouldn't ever do that to her and asked if Archer's bite when she thought something was going on with Dallas. So MK explained that after she got back from Cambodia that she was that she was sketchy and that there was a moment where just maybe and then Brie started crying saying that she was sorry. MK was asking her what the hell was going on like she's not a shitty friend and Brie finally told MK that she's sorry that she's a fucking mess and that she's a crappy friend. MK told her that she doesn't need to tell her but she's there. So Brie wanted to tell her and needed or has been wanting to tell her for a long time, but it just Mm -hmm. never seemed like the right time. Right. So Brie finally told her that right before she got back from Cambodia, Brie found out that she was pregnant. Uh Uh Uh-oh. MK was shocked and asked what happened because she has a flat stomach and she doesn't have a baby. So um, Brie says that it wasn't with Dallas, but with some guy who was just a fling. And when she told him, he freaked out. So Brie said that it was, it is what it is. And that he told her to get rid of it. So Brie did to make sure that she could have a happy relationship with him, but he still ended up leaving Brie and continued explaining that it was almost six months ago and that something good came from it, Dallas. So Brie explained that Dallas was the one that went with her to the clinic since David didn't show and that it was weird to tell MK this. MK asked her why they hadn't talked since he had gone to prison four years ago and Bree explained that she knew that Dallas didn't go down for armed robbery. On paper, he had gone to um, gone to jail for touching MK mm-hmm. and that it was a sign to the Reapers not to touch her. So Dallas never told her this and Bree thought it was because he still liked MK. So she was threatened by her and that her dad was a cunt. <laughs> Bree's really dad is. is a cunt. No, uh, MK's, MK's because both of them are. Yeah. But her dad is the, MK's dad is the reason, reason Dallas he, went to jail. Yeah. He is a cunt. He is a cunt. I don't even like that a word. proper cunt. <laughs> All right, so MK apologized to her and wished that she had known what was going on. Um, Brie explained that she didn't really care and it was a short-lived thing. Either um, she just wanted MK or wanted to be back in Cambodia and leave everyone the hell alone. Hopefully that made sense. She just wanted things to go back to normal before right at night, but MK finally understood and told her that she was sorry for not having this conversation sooner. That they need to have girls' night sooner to get the shit rolling and get it out. Mm-hmm. So they changed the subject, and she finally got to tell Brie everything that happened from the photo shoot to um, fucking Cody and how she shot a guy. Bray commented that she knew he would fuck, she would fuck Cody first, and then <laughs> to start with all the orgasms, and then they will talk about shooting the guy later. And this is why you have to love Bree because she doesn't give a shit. She's like, oh, you killed a guy? Let's talk about fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear about the orgasms first, and then how did the bullet hit? Because, yeah. Priorities. Yep. So they talked almost all night. They fell asleep right before dawn. Bree fell asleep on the couch. MK got up to get in her bed. This part is so creepy. Yep. Gets, puts a blanket on Bree. Right when she lays down, her phone goes off. She answers the call as she's being quiet, trying not to wake up Bree. She didn't even look at the caller ID. It was so fast. She was just like, yeah. And there was nobody there. Nobody's answering. She heard breathing, though. Yeah. But when she pulls it down, it's coming from Bree's phone. 
She's like, bitch, why are you calling me? You're in the living room. Yep. So she gets up, goes into the living room, and Bree is still sound asleep. She sees Bree's phone on the table and is like, what the fuck? She's picking it up. There's no phone call. Like, how is she getting a phone call from this? And she knew it was her stalker from that instant. What a fucking psychopath. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So going back to her bedrooms, she's like, you're a sick fuck. You're getting off on my fucking fear and that this was just done. She hangs up with trembling hands. Ring again from Bree's phone. She declined. And her phone kept ringing, so she just turned it off because she's scared shitless. Like, yeah. what the fuck am I doing? She gave up on sleep and just wanted to go to the gym. So she wrote Bree a note, left the apartment, hesitating to go there without cast. So... She knocks on his door. Mm-hmm. She banged on the door and Cass opened it with a slam, pissed off in what was wrong. And MK's speechless because Daddy Cass is standing there with a towel wrapped around <laughs> his naked body, covering just his junk. She's like, sorry, I just wanted to go to the gym. Sorry for interrupting you. And he just glares at her, telling her to wait there. Changes, comes out, and this fucking redhead comes out just glaring. Scuzzing MK off yep. so hard. They get into the elevator. Cass didn't make any move to introduce her. They they just get out of the elevator. The girl tries to hug him and he just hails her a fucking taxi and just all but shoves her in it. So MK starts prying on Cass. Was she a girlfriend? Cass says no. And MK's like, that was rude just not to say she's no one because she's obviously good enough to fuck. And so Cass said, fine, she was a place filler and just to drop it. MK knew Cass wouldn't hurt her, so she teased him more. She's like a place filler, so he trying to fill a girlfriend, a woman who you can't fuck, an ex. And Cass, realizing that she wasn't gonna let this go, finally said that she's not an ex, anything, that she's unavailable. MK guessed a rival gang, which shocked Cass like he was just like, what the fuck? And that she knew something and told her to knock it off and hit the bag to work out whatever was bothering her and just walked away because he's like, I'm not dealing with this fucking shit. Like, fuck off. After you read everything, you're just like, oh my gosh. It's so much better understanding this. Yes. 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 Rereading after reading after. (laughs) Okay. So... MK decides to skip her first class on Monday so she didn't miss her meeting with Zane had set up for her. So MK told Brie what happened with her stalker. So Brie went um, and got them new SIM cards for their prepaid phones. And MK also explained that Zane is going to be taking her to the meeting. So Brie told her that she needs to be careful with everything that you told me. And it sounded like her life was in more danger than before. So MK gets ready and Zane was there ready to go to take MK. He commented on how she looked and that his little brother was on to something to marry her. MK said, don't be silly. You were almost my daddy and not in a sexy kind of way. (laughs) I love it. Zane introduced her to Roach, um, the reaper who would be with her all day since Zane had other obligations. So Roach took MK to her meeting in an old school muscle car. Roach got out of the car commenting that the boss told him to keep eyes on her at all times. So they got to the meeting with Demi, Mm -hmm. who was an Mm -hmm. attorney. Um, and she makes Roach stay out in the lobby. So Demi had asked how MK had be- ended up being married to Archer. And MK said it doesn't matter that she just wants to know if she can get her divorced and that she doesn't want an annulment. She wants to hit him where it hurts. Yep. So when the meeting is over, MK had learned that Demi had ties to all the gang families and that MK needed to see if there was a prenup agreement or if her father had sold her so they knew what they were dealing with. Demi also said that she feels like that there's more going on with MK's mother that was than what's being led on mm-hmm. um, as to why there's a hit on her. So MK agreed and wanted to look into it. So Demi was going to be looking into this and her mother's inheritance for her. Yep. So as they're leaving the building, 
Archer was walking toward her. I love him. I just... <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. So Kay asked if Archer if he also had a meeting with a diverse attorney because this may be a little awkward. <laughs> Archer's just like fucking roach leave like he's got it from here and that MK had a no choice to bet to go with him. Either she was walking or he was carrying her. Mm-hmm. There was no fucking option. And he said MK, carry me sunshine because I'm not leaving here with you and asked if he was still using steroids because it would shrink his dick even more than it is now. <laughs> Archer's like, fuck it. Picks her up, throws her over his shoulder and um... <laughs> Put it, he told Roach if he was going to try, he'll just shoot him in the kneecap. Like, mm-hmm. don't fucking care. So he just walks MK to his car, throwing her down in the passenger seat of his Stingray. That was now back and restored after shooting and the, the blow up. Yeah, the explosion yeah. of Steele's car. Um, MK asked when he got it in, if they were late for something as he took off. Ar- Archer just drives like a NASCAR driver. So, yeah. M- oops. MK <laughs> is holding her breath because she hates cars. And he told her to breathe that he wasn't going to crash. Um, she asked where he was going, and he replied that they were going to a shooting range. And she needs to learn how to shoot properly because she just shot her first person. They want her to be prepared if something ever happens, if she ever gets into the position, and as her stalker is escalating past the point. Um, she commented that he seemed different not being able to explain it. So they get to the range and he says, oh good, your instructor's here. And um, it's Steel, which made me happy. I know, I love Steel. <laughs> I love them. Mm-hmm. So Archer left MK with Steel um, looking around for Cody and Steel said that he was getting them proper coffee, not the sewer water that Archer drinks. <laughs> so she realized that the boys weren't joking around about Steel, Steel's shooting skills and he took her outside to teach her a bigger gun and long shots. Cody had finally showed up with the coffee <laughs> and he says, holy fucking shit, did I knock my head on something? This, that this is a scene right out, out of my dreams because she's still in her like business casual outfit from meeting with Demi. And they're laying on their stomach. Yeah. So still commented, man, I knew you, you knew you have dreamt about me. Um, and then Cody went to MK's other side and said, please tell me the sexy secretary outfit with the sniper is a set to piss Archer off because it's freaking gold. <laughs> and MK said it wasn't, but I'll take the win. He said that it's working and that Archer is pretending not to watch sulking by the window. <laughs> Cody asked him if she really met with Demi Timber today and MK said yes. And if they knew her, Cody nodded that they knew of her and that she does a lot of good jobs with no, does a lot of odd jobs. Steele informed her that Demi was a timber wolf. MK was shocked and explained that she thought that they were extinct. Cody said that they were only reported that they were under new management and under the radar to keep hidden. Mm-hmm. So MK looked towards the window, seeing slight movement, confirming that Archer was watching. Still had helped MK up, and all three of them headed inside. Archer was acting busy on his phone and told the boys that they may need to have their phones looked at. So Steele asked what the incident, what like happened, and so mm-hmm. they had to explain. So MK explained, and Archer threw his phone into the wall, breaking it and stopping on it with Cody and Steele doing the same thing. MK asked them what the fuck. Archer told her not to be an airhead and held his hand out to her phone. Archer ground her phone grabbed her phone and pulled MK to him grabbing wait 
Archer wanted her phone, but he wouldn't give it to her. Okay. So he, then he grabs her. Yeah. Sorry. I told you. Just <laughs> go like, with my fucking notes. <laughs> so he lets go over and crushed her phone and asked Cody to get them all new phones and Brie one too. Cody asked to ride back with her, but Archer commented first that she was going to be with him because they had to, some things to discuss in private. MK said, screw you, sunshine. And Archer said, really, that I've told you before, I'm not interested. Which is bull fucking shit. Right? <laughs> Cody snorted and told Archer to keep telling yourself that, and then maybe one day you'll believe it. Steele joined in saying, yeah, that'll be the day pigs fly and Zane wore lingerie. <laughs> MK commented. Sorry. This thing pops up. Okay. Oops. MK commented, uh-oh, looks like the tables have turned and said, he said, either way, Cody, go, time's ticking. He explained that he does need to hurry because if he got into Bree's phone, he could have done more. He kissed MK and left. Still explained that if her stalker did hack Bree's phone, that there is a more of a security breach than they could have been anticipating. Mm-hmm. So Archer told her that it was time to go grabbing her arm and pulled her with him. Still barked and told him hands off or he will fight with him and said I'd like to see you try and told MK to get in the car. She asked what if I don't and saw the amusement in his eyes. Still told her to lay off that he could just take her home and they could deal with this later and Archer said that he's taking her with her, with them Oh my gosh, I am struggle busting. Archer said that he is taking her home and that they need to have this conversation with his wife. Steele told her that she didn't have to and that she could go with Steele. But MK was interested to know like what Archer wanted mm-hmm. to talk about. Um, so... MK commented, Sunshine won't hurt her, that he needs her alive for her 21st birthday. Right. Archer smiled and got in the car. And as they got in the car, MK asked, what conversation do they need to have? She's like, is this where you confess to me you love me and that everything you do is to protect me? And Archer glared at her like, what the fuck? Just pulling out of the parking lot. And MK's like, wait, no. This is where you apologize for fucking up my life and explain that this whole sour attitude is a chemical imbalance in your brain. (laughs) And Archer laughed and said, ruin your life. I remember saving your life a few times and then asked about her meeting with Demi. MK said that she can't talk about it because client attorney confidentiality. (laughs) And he's like, that's for the lawyer. So he pushed again. And MK said, why sunshine? Are you going to be sad when I find a way out of this marriage contract? And that did he think it was going to end in a fairy tale happy ending? And if so, he should use some of the daft fortune to get him a therapist and work the shit out of his head. (laughs) He gunned the car and told her to hold on and that they were being followed. And she looked back and he's like, get your head down. Like, quit giving him a fucking target to shoot at, dumbass. <laughs> and so he slowed down. He lost him. And they're right in front of the apartment. And he said, of course I care, Kate. Your safety is important to me. He said that he needs her alive for another two and a, two years and one month or he doesn't get his payout. MK got out telling him that he is a piece of shit and that no wonder he needed to buy a wife to deal with it. She went straight to Archer. Excuse me. She went straight upstairs and Archer finally pulled away once he knew she was inside. So Cody shows up a few hours later with MK's new phone commenting that she hopes that he put it on Archer's credit card. Um, So MK invites Cody over for dinner and Cody told her um, to get behind the counter he, he came behind her at the counter. Okay, which MK think for the first time, or it made them think, made her think of the first time they fucked yes. on the island. Um, Cody had a few inches that were rubbing against her thigh, <laughs> but told her that they should put this on hold so she can order. Um, and Cody kept adding a bunch of stuff into the cart, and she's like, "Holy shit, that's a ton of food!" But he said that Steele's coming over because 
if he didn't order him something, he'd eat all of theirs. Yep. So Cody said that since they worked things out, that he would be here. MK understood and explained that they were too hard to be mad at and explained that Steele had told her that they had met us as kids and confirmed that Cody was not there. So it was just Archer and Steele. Cody confirmed this and said that he was back in Texas taking care of his grandmother at the time. Um, But when he got back, shit had already hit the fan and that she was just a ghost to Arch and Steele and that Steele wouldn't stop talking about her. MK said that she must have not made a good first impression on Archer then. Cody guessed that Steele didn't tell her all of it with MK saying no, they were interrupted. MK said that it's fine when Archer's ready, he can finish telling her because she kind of wants to hear it from him. Right. There's years of hatred going Mm -hmm. on and she wants to know why. So Cody said, okay, that's fair. But for the record, Archer does not hate you. Not even a little bit. And MK snorted and said that they will have to agree to disagree. That Archer has said it to her multiple times in the middle of their conversation. They were interrupted and they were confused. Yep. Cody went to answer the door and said that it's not tacos. As still came into the room asking if they got enough tacos. And of course he's like, yeah, duh. Like I knew you were coming over. Yeah. So Cody gave Steele his phone and said that he started scrolling commenting that he saved all the important numbers for him. MK asked that if he got Scott and Zane a new phone since it was the only ones who she basically talked to. Right. Cody whined and said that he didn't want to, but still told him all of the reasons why he needed to because he will have information on with appointment for MK. Yeah, like if there's any appointments and Zane's talking about it, there's that security breach. Yep. So now he, the stalker could know anything. Exactly. So she explained to Bree that she didn't do anything and that Scott lied that he didn't even talk to her that day when he was saying that she gave him the location. So mm-hmm. still said that you know what that means, right? That Scott isn't her stalker. And he's creepy, yes, but and he won't take no for an answer, but they don't think that he's his her stalker which I was like mm. I, I led on to him being the stalker like yeah. I, hardcore I still reading this I'm like going through the story I'm still like mm. it could totally possibly be yeah I'm um, so Cody tells Steele that he can go so he can keep an eye on MK but Steele's like yeah no she needs sleep and what's on your mind is not gonna happen tonight so Cody kisses her goodnight and so does Steele and then MK locks the door yep so over the next few days things are kind of normal Scott's a little bit too but he's just a fuck face all week when Archer tried to talk with her she iced him out and MK was gonna continue this until she heard back from Demi um, Bree and MK were talking, and Bree asked if she was going to work out with Cass today. MK said yes, as Bree's driving her home. Um, when they pulled up, Cass was talking outside to some Reapers, and as Bree told MK, she needs to tell the boys that she's training with Cass. If she's expecting to have them have full transparency, mm-hmm. so does she. Um, and she knew she had to hurry because Cass is this type of person. So he's glaring at her. She's like, fuck, okay, sorry. Let's go. Goes. So they go to do their fast workout. Um, she was like, MK's, she feels like everybody at the gym knows her, so she could go without Cass, and he is just not having it. Yeah. So when they get back, he's like, I'm going to be heading out. I'm going to a meeting at Club 22. Um, and that there are a few new recruits downstairs to watch over her. MK took a shower. When she got out, she had a phone call. One of them's from Archer. But as she looks, she's getting a phone call from Steele. And that he 
if she was with her bad-tempered husband to punch him in the dick. <laughs> MK asked what he was doing, and he was like, oh, I was just going to ask you if you wanted to hear what I was working on, but it sounded like she had something else in mind. Mind you, MK's naked out of the shower. She's a hoe for show. So he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll play you something, but you play something for me. <laughs> and so it gets a little hot and heavy, and they FaceTime. So she's masturbating, he's playing the piano, they finish, they're talking, the power goes out. Yep. And Steele's like, was that you or was that the whole building? Yeah. So she's like, nope, it's everything. He was like, okay, um, I'll be right there. I'm getting the boys. Lock your door. Yep. Stay in your apartment. Do not leave. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay, I'm going to call Cass. And he's like, no, stay on the phone. But she's like adamant about calling Cass. And still, like, you call me right back. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and still told her that he loves her. Uh, yep. <laughs> Tender. Tender. So she calls Cass, and we know that he's at Club 22. He's asking what happened, and she's essentially just like, the power went out, and I'm here alone. I don't know what's going on. And he's like, I'm on my way. And she's like, no, it's okay. Like, the boys are on their way. They'll probably get you here before you. And he's like, no, I'm on my way. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, okay. So she immediately calls Steel back. She hears a knock on the door first and noticing the time frame. Oh, yeah, because it couldn't have been still because mm -hmm. it was only been a few minutes. So she goes to look out the peephole and she just sees like a shadow of a man fuck. and all of a sudden he's like, Maddie. And she's just like, oh, fuck it, Scott. So she opens the door and calls Steel, but yep. she doesn't put it to her yeah, head, her ear, whatever this thing's called. Yep. That body <laughs> she part. She keeps it down by her side so <laughs> Steel can hear everything that's going on. Yep. And she's like, Scott, what are you doing here? And he's like, we made plans. You were going to help me with this paper. And she was like, mm, I can't really help you right now. The power's out. So um, instead of leaving, he starts going through all the drawers looking for flashlights or candles, saying that it was a fully furbished apartment and there has to be something. And she's just like, I don't want you here. Get the fuck out, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Who's so. the bitch now? <laughs> okay. So she want she tells him that um she doesn't want to go check the circuits right now because she wants to wait until somebody gets there. Mm -hmm. But before she could answer, someone was banging on the front door. So she went to go open the door and Scott was like, Hold on, it could be anybody. And MK was like, It's probably steel. So she opens the door and it's steel. And they are thinking that he could have possibly cut the power so still kisses her and scott mutters something under his breath like a fucking prick right um cody and archer are there and cody's smiling but archer wants looks like he wants to stab somebody <laughs> so scott told the boys thanks for stopping by but he's got it handled oh fuck off yeah um he scoffs and says what the hell are you doing here and cody said that it was coincidental that the power was cut and then he showed up so scott's pissed off thinking that he's being accused right and he's like nope you get to go down to the basement with me and we're gonna check the break so Archer, Cody, and Scott go downstairs to check on it. And Archer looks over at MK with icy blue eyes nodding at Steel, and they all go to the basement. MK looked at Steel when everyone was gone and said, you told me you love me. And he replied that I did, and I do. <laughs> so another knock comes to the door, and she answered it. Cass raised an eyebrow and saw that it was still and said, I think you have things handled. Still told Cass that the two boys were downstairs with Scott. 
And Cassie even commented that Scott was a bit off. Like, Mm -hmm. the fact... People are picking up on this. There is something so sinisterly... Sinisterly. Sinisterly. Wrong with this dude. Um, And that... Cass also explained that he had two recruitments watching the building, but still said that they didn't see any of them, and neither did Cass. At that moment, still gets a text saying that they found the boys in the basement, and Cass told her to stay there. MK laughed and was like, no fucking chance. Yeah. (laughs) So still smirked, handing MK a gun, and Cass let it out that he's like... Oh, about damn time you give her a fucking gun and throw <laughs> and do it. And he's like, I thought I'd have to teach her that too. And Stills like, what do you mean? He's like, I've been teaching her how to throw a proper punch. And he's like, Stills like, oh shit, wait till Cody finds out he'll kill you. And Cass laughed and said he could try, but don't forget who was the one who taught him how to throw a punch. So Cass <laughs> trained Cody. I love ah! it. So when they get to the basement door, um, the two worked together to get in safely. Like one had each other's back and MK just kind of held back for a minute. Mm-hmm. When they get in there, they see Archer, Cody, and Scott, and the two dead reapers on the ground. Scott beat a little pussy ass. Uh, yep. <laughs> Fucking trying not to throw over there. <laughs> um, so their throats have been slit, blood over, blah, blah, blah. Still asked if they were done down there, and Archer nodded. Cast asked if it was the work of her stalker, and Archer said unlikely that there was no notes, no dolls. A few minutes later, the thunk and the lights came on, and Cody's like, oh, those electrical skills came into handy, and I'm like, fucking Cody. <laughs> um, so Cass is asking what the working theory is. They try to get things worked out, trying to decide what the plan was of cutting the power. Mm-hmm. Was he trying to cut the power to lure MP down to the basement? Was he trying to cut the power to get up there? Because cutting power also means that the security parameters are done. Yep. And this is when we learn also that there's only like a third of the apartment complex that yes. has tenants in it. Like the rest of it's empty. So there's not a lot of people that are there. So they knew whoever cut the power must've known that Cass was gone for the night and that mm-hmm. she would have been very vulnerable. Yeah. So they go back up to her apartment. Um, well they actually make Scott help with the bodies, which is fucking hilarious. Cause he's trying not to throw up. I love this. <laughs> it's like, here's your fucking punishment. You bitch. You wanted to play with the big bad wolves. Here you go. You got to help. Yep. So they get back up to her apartment and they are like, what the fuck? The door is open. Did we leave the door open? And they're like, I don't think we left the door open, but it's open. So they do a quick sweep of the apartment, making sure nobody's in there. Nobody's in there. Um, they go and order pizza. And while they're waiting, MK essentially falls asleep mm-hmm. on the couch. Yep. So when she wakes up, she's in her bed, not remembering how she got there, but she heard sounds in her living room. So she went in and found Steel Cody and M- and MK asked what happened last night. She thought she was supposed to deal with Zane, but Cody explained that she looked too peaceful and that he just went and tucked her into bed. She kissed Cody and asked for a ride to class since she missed Bree, and they also let her know that they had brought her some groceries, too. She's Hmm. like, I was doing fine on my own. Thank you very much. Yep. So she tells them that she's going to go shower before school, but as she goes into her room and goes to grab some underwear, all of her underwear is gone. Oh, wait, just kidding. She gets out of the shower. Yeah, I was like, wait, you're jumping. (laughs) She gets out of the shower and yells for the guys, and they come in, and there was um, a message scrawled across the mirror, and so when it fogged up it said you will always be mine and he was like fuck so still takes a picture of it and then he 
um, cleans it off. And then this is when she goes into her closet to get her clothes. And when she went to go get underwear, all of them are gone. And in the bottom of the drawer written in what looks a lot like blood says mine. So she slammed the door. Like at this point, she's just getting fucking annoyed. Like she's not even like that scared anymore. She's just annoyed. Yeah. But I love that she says, (laughs) MK looked at Steele and said that my, maybe my stalker's doing you a favor, Max Steele, (laughs) because he's always goes commando. So he wanted to do another thorough search while Cody and MK went to school. So they're trying to get her to move back into the house because they know that she's not safe. Um, She tries to reassure him that she's fine, but Archer is just too much for her to handle and she just wants to be separate from him. So um, MK let him know that he does things or she does things after school and that he asked what. So she had to tell him that Cass was training her and he asked how and so mk just said boxing mainly and cody nodded and said fair enough and he was like so cool with it you know yeah he was so chill about it but he was proud about the fact that she was taking the steps to help herself she Mm -hmm. was not going to be that damsel in distress yeah yeah okay so as Cass and mk were working out that day he told her that the security systems were be- new security systems were being put into place um and Cass told her that he didn't think it would be a bad idea for her to move into the house with archer and that it would be best for her own safety with mk hearing this from Cass, she was like okay that's fine um later that night they go back to the apartment and Cass let her know that he was supposed to be on mk babysitting watch that night and that (laughs) and that um she was like you can be in your apartment like we're less than 30 feet away like i'll be fine he's like you have to text me every five minutes (laughs) could you imagine that'd be so annoying well she said 30 minutes he bantered with five they agreed on 10 like really (laughs) i'd rather him just be in the apartment (laughs) right but at the same point i think that might be awkward because they're not fully to that you know so she does she they agree on this and he says if he doesn't hear from her he's breaking the fucking door down so and to start really thinking about moving back in so mk starts studying orders dinner finishing totally finally called and explained that he was with archer but jace needed him to see him regarding things so he was disappointed because they were about to fuck that night yeah so she's like hey call me when you're done call it an early night wanted to go to sleep castle cast told her to lock up and to send pictures of the locks to make sure everything was right (laughs) so she fell asleep she wakes up to a phone call from cast with a knock on her door cast told her it was fine to open the door that it was just archer and so she went and opened the door to a very drunk archer and asked what he wanted he almost fell into mk and staggered into the kitchen and she's watching him cast opens his door with an amused look on his face and said i forgot to mention that archer appears to be drunk and that he has never seen archer probably drunk before this and they look they both look back at archer who is now chugging a bottle of wine from the fridge <laughs> and as she shut the door she was shutting the door Cass was like hey kid and mk was trying to finish his sentence making good with Cass, and was just saying um make good choices yes thank you and he was like i was gonna say use protection but i guess that works too and so mk shut the door looked at archer and was like what the hell are you doing here and he's like we need to talk wifey oh i love archer oops so he goes to the couch and sits down asking if she was going to just stand there all night or if she's gonna grow a set of the famous madison kate balls and have an actual conversation with him so archer finally broke the silence and demanded to know why she's avoiding him mk laughed and said why the fuck do you think that maybe it was right night or the marriage telling him to take a pick sunshine 
So Archer took another swig of wine and said, fine, that's fair, but let's talk some of this shit through. MK was shocked and was like, "Uh, no, that bridge was already burned down and got up to call Cass to get him the fuck out. Archer grabbed her before she could and pulled her to the couch as Archer called out her out saying that she runs from her problems. MK told him that he was a piece of work and went through to get that bad publicity. He said that he did know that the cops would pick her up that night, but that he didn't know that the key was on her that night. He didn't plant it. Right. She asked if and why he planned to have her arrested, and Archer said that it would have kept her safe and not on the streets that night. She asked if he knew what was going to happen that night, and he Archer did know that there was some um, balancing between the two gangs and that her father used that as insurance leverages. Um, she drank the rest of the wine and found two pair of ciders. He told her that she needs to drop the shit with Demi Timber and MK said, hell fucking no. Archer said that he cannot divorce her and then asked what the hell is the drink? He's like, this is disgusting. I love it. Both boys do not like it. MK told him that it's what she had and he was an unwanted guest, so he'll drink it or next time it will be drain cleaner. <laughs> um, MK continues to say, oh, look, he can be tamed and that she will divorce him unless he gives her a reason not to. Archer explained that she has to stay married to him or she will lose everything in her inheritance and her mom's fortune as well. MK's pissed and asked what the fuck and what would happen. Archer let her know that he cleared her father's debts and it was an ironclad deal that she would have done the same thing if it was her in his shoes but she was just pissed off that it was done to her so archer commented that you want to hurt me don't you and that you have murder in your eyes which is such a turn on (laughs) mk demanded to know why he brought her in the first place huh oh bot sorry in the first place archer stood up and looked at her taking steps bent down got in her ear and said because if i didn't buy you someone else would have so archer goes pee but decides to take a shower and MK's pissed off thinking, okay, you've overstepped your boundaries. Like, right. You're not supposed to just come in and take a shower. So she runs in and I mean, obviously he's going to fucking be naked. She covers her goddamn eyes and he's like, have you ever heard of knocking? And she's like, why are you in my fucking shower? And he's like, why not? Do you want to join? She's tempted, but she wasn't drunk enough and told him to get the fuck out. And she thought that he wanted to talk, not shave his balls. So he gets out of the shower and he got so close that the water dripped on her feet. And Archer told her, MK, relax, princess. My dick isn't going to hit you and <laughs> dickmatize you unless you want it to, of course. So they banter a ton. Yep. Um, so they go to lay down. Well, Archer goes into her room and lays yeah. down in her bed and she's just like, okay, get fucking comfortable. Make yourself at home. And they're laying next to each or she decides that she's just going to go lay down next to him. And she's like drunk. Archer has loose lips. So I'm going to just mm-hmm. keep asking him questions. And so they, it's just like a lot of banter. We find out a little bit more information here, but as they're falling asleep, what does she say? She says, why do you hate me or something like that? Yeah, he, she says, um, why do you hate me? And Archer said she thought he was asleep, but he says he doesn't hate her, that he hates himself for loving her when he has no right to. Yep. So the next morning, MK woke up with Archer wrapped around her. She gets out of bed as carefully as she could not to wake him up. She checked her phone and had texts from Cody and Steele telling him they didn't need, telling them they didn't need to come over and she'd be back home soon enough. She's already made up her mind. She wants to move back into the mansion. She, Archer has just bared his soul to her and given her enough reason 
to trust him. Mm-hmm. So she gets dressed, she's going to shower, and then he will, she told Archer, I'm doing all this, and then you're going to buy me breakfast. Mm-hmm. During her shower, um, Archer had gone into the bathroom getting in with her, and he hurried out. So she tried to hurry so nothing could happen between them, but Archer grabbed her, pulling back, and kissed her. And before she can even the balls, <laughs> um, he told her that she could drop the act because she he knows that she wants him too. But it was obvious to her. And MK got into his space and said, "You know, said now you want to fuck me while grabbing his dick and stroking it." And she's like, um, "He knows his secrets that he forgot one thing as she kissed him." And MK said in his ear, "I don't fuck." Fuck desperate death. Finish yourself off. And she gets out of the shower. I literally laughed it loud at this part. (laughs) I was like, get it, girl. So finally, Archer comes down, ready to go, and asks MK what she's doing because she's fucking using the blender on high. (laughs) Because he's hungover as shit. Yep. And she's like, what the fuck? He's like, what are you making? She's like, oh, you're here. And dumps the ice down the drain. She's like, nothing, nothing. I just, let's go. (laughs) So they go to this diner. They had to walk because his car wasn't right there. They go to the diner and he orders for her pancakes and all the sugary shit and was like, you would have ordered eggs and you would have been fucking pissed off. So just fucking eat it, which she does. And she's all happy about it. Um, and he's like, see, sometimes you just need to trust me, princess. So after breakfast, they find Archer's car by the pub mm. and MK asks if he was in a sharing mood. She wants to know what Cody and Steele were really doing last night. And he tells her basically like... Um, I had a meeting with Jace that I was supposed to sign some papers and I got too drunk. So Cody had to kind of take over for that. And she's like, okay, so they weren't lying to me. He's like, no, why would they lie to you? Mm -hmm. Um, So MK told him to tell her something that if he has ever gone to all these extra lengths to keep her safe, that why that everything last night was the truth. If you care so much, why did you let both of your best friends fuck me? Because you don't seem like the kind of guy who likes to share. And Archer took his time as he answered that Cody and Steele mean more to him than any actual family. Um, Real tight friendship for him to, or MK said that it was a real tight friendship to let his friends fuck his wife, essentially. And someone who said that he was in love with her, he tried to deny it, but she threw his words back in his face from the night before trying to say that it was in her dreams and that he wouldn't say that. And MK told him to stop the car. He stopped and MK got out into the downpour of rain. So she's pissed off because he bared his soul to her the night before and she's asking him and he's saying, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Archer being Archer. Yeah. So... Archer had gotten out to follow her at this point. This, oh, I cheered so fucking loud in this scene because it's about damn time. He's like, where the fuck are you going? And he like grabbed her, spinning her around, telling her to get in the car. And she's like, I'm not getting into the car because you're not telling the fucking truth. He's like, either you get in the car or I'll throw you into the car. And, um... He pinned her to him and she's like telling him to let her go. But Archer just bent down to her lips and said that he'll never let her go no matter how hard she tries to get away. And he kissed her, but she wouldn't kiss him back. He told her to kiss her back, you stubborn bitch, which she slapped him. And she's like, if you ever call me a bitch again, she'll make him regret everything. She told him to cut the bullshit and take some responsibility for everything he does and stop having his fucking pity party that breaks everything around. Um, and that he punishes everyone for it. So he let her go far enough, but pulled her back in closer than before. And Archer asked what she thought he was doing and that he was trying to fix everything between them. And she said that it's easy to say sorry. Archer told MK that he lied. He did say those things last night and he pushes people away because it being close to him puts him in danger even more. And he wants better for her where she isn't around all of this, that he is coming to the realization that 
she's the only one that can handle her world like nobody else could handle it as good as her and that she was his addiction and that he was denying his own heart was she so she nods and that he was not sorry that he married her behind her back and that if he had the option to do it again he would that he's not sorry for saving her but he's sorry that he treated her like shit and poisoned her with his darkness mk said that she accepts his apology but she's not ready to forgive it and move on um he said okay to get in the car but asked if she refuses what would he do Archer had an evil smile and said, if you refuse, I'll be forced to bend you over the car and smack that luscious ass. He counted to three and MK accepted her fate. Girl, yes. (laughs) So Archer grabs her and throws her over his shoulder, carrying her to his car. And once they get to the car, Archer... Archer sets her down on the car, taking MK by surprise, grabbed her face and telling her that she thought it would be that easy. So standing there while he bared his soul, not saying anything back and then getting the best sex of her life. MK threw it back in his face that the best sex of your life, Sunshine, that was a big claim compared to what Steele and Cody have done to her. Oh, Archer came back with, well, I guess you'll never find out for sure unless unless MK can give him something back and then he'll blow her mind. MK asked what he wanted and he said to kiss him. That's it. And she's like, um, he wants that emotional connection because if I kiss him, he'll be able to tell if I love him or not. Right. And that's what he's trying to get out of me. And so she's just like, mm. but eventually she gives in. Right. And they straight up fuck. Like, Hard. and it is so good. Three and a half books of fucking sexual tension released. Can I tell you the fact that they fucked and it took this long? I mean, obviously, we've all been waiting for this climax to happen, but it does. And you're just like on the side of the road in the middle of the rain. Sign me up. Hi. Hi. My name's Corey. I'm ready to go. (laughs) And then when they're done, they get back in the car. And as they're driving away, she straight up gives them roadhead. (laughs) Yes. And he slammed on the brakes at first. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, go. So they go up to this cabin that Archer had just recently bought. It's called Wisteria. Um, They fuck for the entire weekend. I think it was Saturday morning when they went. And they came home Monday morning. So. Like, her ass is sore. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They fucked on the washing machine. They fucked on every Every surface surface of all of this. So they finally head back home. And um, let's see. Where are we at? So he Archer walks in asking if anybody's there. Archer, excuse me, still came in and said, finally, with Cody storming over, punching Archer in the face. And And Archer's like, what the fuck? And Cody's like, well... I'm sure you said something. Right? Like, I figured you just needed to get a hit in the face. It's fine. So Cody's like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. She said, thanks for the heads up with Archer. Cody's like, nah, this was the best way. And Steele's like, no, we hope that it would work this time because they tried it once before to get him to do this and he wouldn't. Archer being Archer. So the boys are like, come play games with them. And so they were waiting for Steele because he was all greasy and showered. Blah, blah, blah. And MK wants to know who really painted her room. So she asks, who really painted this room pink? Because she knew it wasn't Cherry. Yeah. And he winced and he's like, sorry, we were assholes before they knew her. And she just laughed. (laughs) So she's sitting on Cody's lap and asking. And he was like, I could kill Archer because he's so jealous of him all weekend. But MK's like, it's fine. Like, do I need to be worried about how this dynamic's going to work? And he's like, no, a little jealousy in a relationship is going to go far. Like, Mm -hmm. you let us worry about it. You just deal with it. And Cody's trying to have a heart to heart 
and still breaks moment. And MK's like, still, sweetie, can you fuck off for a minute and like, just let us talk? You're interrupting. He's like, I'll just go order pizza. And Cody told her that he is in love with her. Like they heard what still had said when he told her that they, he loved her. And it just made them all realize that they are in love with each other. And this situation is serious. Any of them could die at any moment. Yeah. And she, he goes, MK, you're my penguin. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Because penguins make for life. Right? So MK isn't ready to say it back to anybody. She's mm-hmm. still trying to figure out how she feels with all three of them. Um, and so he... She's like, I love penguins too. But then he's like, okay, I need to go get my frustration out on Archer. Still, she didn't want to fuck because she's sore. (laughs) Yeah. So still comes in and um, she asked still, how is it going to work? Because all three of them have BDE. Big dick energy. Big dick energy. Um, And are they even capable of sharing the same girl? And still's like, let us worry about that. Because sometimes it's nice for us to have this fight. We've been friends for a long time. We have our dynamic. The pent up anger. Get it out. Yep. So they played games and he's like, so maybe later will you tell me where your panties are? Because <laughs> they left them on the side of the road after yep. her an arch fuck so she didn't have them all weekend. Yep. So MK falls asleep on the couch with a piece of pizza in her hand. She wakes up in sweatpants and a men's t-shirt and it's Steel's favorite band. So she hurries up and gets ready for school. Still putting on Steel's t-shirt from the night before and skinny jeans and Cody's like, it should be illegal to look that hot in another man's shirt. And kisses her so archer comes in and hits cody in the head and tells him to knock it off to keep his hands off of his girl and then it was too early for this shit so mk tells him not to be salty just because she put him on ice all week because he invited her to his next fight and she was like okay yeah absolutely he's like i just feel like i focus better with you there and she's like okay well you have to win and he's like why she's like because you don't get this until after the fight and if you don't win then you get to watch steel and cody take me in the ass in the mouth yep and if you win then you can fuck me so he's going all week without sex after just having like the best weekend of his life he's gonna have the bluest balls oh yeah for (laughs) sure so steel told her that she looks gorgeous and she decides to make coffee for all four of them she gives them their coffees and kisses them telling them it will be only one thing that will oh my fucking god Corey, i'm okay, struggle I'll start this. so this is archer and he's telling her that it will only be one the, be the only thing that will help his temperament with a hot steamy kiss and archer gets a hard on yes. and mk's like well then you better remember or you better win that fight this weekend huh until she recommends lots of cold showers <laughs> and cody's like that they need to talk about um all of her admirers which includes scott still told mk that they swept her apartment on friday when they were in class and they found a partial fingerprint um even after everyone someone had wiped it down they ran it and it came back to scott's and mk's like well that makes sense scott's been in my apartment like blah 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 cody goes but on your underwear underwear drawer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so still confirmed this and mk just thought why is his fingerprints anywhere in my bedroom this man should not have been in there like he's never been invited so she's like trying to ask how when he would even have time and still explained that still came back up when mk had fallen asleep used the bathroom and at that point could have gone into her bedroom mm-hmm. unnoticed um and mk's trying to say like he was too young to be her mom's but archer's like no offense baby girl oh <laughs> but you could um you couldn't even point out like any other students like he She's could be a copycat blind. yeah like you're not always open to this um that they're just going to keep a close eye on to him but he does live with two cops one being his brother shane um and after the talk still 
pulled his car around, leaving MK and Archer in the kitchen. And Archer takes both of their plates to the sink. And before she could get out of the kitchen, he grabs her, lifts her onto the counter, claiming her in a kiss to test her on test her on the ice out and Kate's like fuck I can't handle this so she pulls out I hope that sounded bad (laughs) she pulls out she pulls out um Bria said that the other day walking home she's like pull out just like your mommy should have and I was like (laughs) you said that she's like I met dad and she's like well not your dad and I was like oh I'm so proud of you look at you (laughs) it was so funny so she pulled away and he's like you're gonna be the death of me like so we let her down and he's finally said that it's a good idea of getting her of now he's been feeling the last five months that he could finally be there drive her home and she said no because he would try to get her to suck his dick and that just is not how she's going okay so Bree and mk are talking about everything and she chokes on her coffee but she didn't want to hear about scott she wanted to hear about archer so <laughs> mk tries to fill her in more they have um made up and consummated the marriage and she's needing all the juicy details mk lets her know that the annulment wouldn't work and now divorce wouldn't either so mk asked when this was going to get better but Bree said that killing her stalker and that she wasn't in love with all three of them, but Brie laughed saying, yeah, we're still lying to herself. Like, you're still lying to yourself, sis. Yeah. As MK turned, she heard Professor Barker behind her making a comment, shouldn't you be in class right now? And learning that she had a free period. So he's like, oh, perfect. I want to talk to you. So come into my room. And MK's like, I'm actually done with my free period. I got to get to class um, because he's getting super creepy. His eyes narrow and said, of course, and that he'll catch her again another time. And as she walked out, Archer was there asking if she had a good gossip session, which she punched him in the chest, which hurt her hand because the man's made of steel. Um, he told her that she had a good punch on her and that she should show her a thing or two. MK said, yeah, that would be, that would, that she would love showing her a little bit of ground and pound. He told her hearing her talk dirty with MMA turns was unfair and that he would pull her into a utility closet right now. And she's like, why don't you? He's like, because you're scared of small spaces. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. I love him. <laughs> I was like, oh. So he tells her to get to class and gives her a soft kiss. Mm. So the week went by fast, but in the middle of the week, Scott found her when she was leaving her class and said, oh, good, you're alive. And before she could leave, he grabbed her by her arms hard and MK snapped, telling him to let her go and that it wasn't okay. He finally let her go, letting out his breath, glaring at her and told her he wants to talk to her in private for five fucking minutes and that he transferred schools for her mk snap saying that she doesn't have time and that he should just stop um scott came back stating that he should just stand back or he yeah he should just stand back and watch the watch his girl get used by three guys who think they own this fucking city and that they don't even care about her and that she's just a slut and that will soon be replaced as soon as they find a new cunt to fuck mk punches scott in the face she needed that and there's a huge student gathering so mk told scott next time you call me a desperate slut i will cut your fucking dick off to and to leave her the fuck alone as she moves past the other students she ran into steel who was going to fuck scott up mk needed ice for her hand and said that we can kill him later so mk sent a text to cody and archer and brie brie replied letting her know that someone had already videoed it and sent it around and mk asked still if that he already knew what he said to her and still informed her that it was just live stream so yeah he heard everything 
and he was really proud of her punch. She told Still that he better hope that Cody and Archer don't get to steal first. No. Get Scott first. Scott first. I was like, that's not right. I fucked up. <laughs> MK took the time to look her at her phone, seeing a text from Archer. He better fucking hide Cody. How? F- oh, yeah. Archer says he better fucking hide. And Cody says, how fucking dumb is this guy? He knows we are, are going to beat the shit out of him. And MK created a group chat, letting them all know that Scott's brother is a cop and he's on the race payroll. So we need to calm it down for a minute. So MK asked Steele what they were doing that afternoon, and since they were all alone, Steele told her that they will put ice on her hand and they will have an hour and a half until the boys get home. He looked at her, telling her that he could work with that. MK's phone started going off and pulled it out, seeing that it was, of course, Scott. Steele asked if he was that dense, and Steele asked if he was if once they could get ice on her hand and they could go swimming, Steele told her that he would meet her in there and checked on the guys, making sure they didn't commit murder in broad daylight. Oh, this is bad. Okay, so MK changes into her sexy swimming suit. She didn't even know there was a pool in the house. <laughs> Fucking but idiot. it's like right past the gym, so she has to walk through it. It's a heated pool. So Steele gets there. They start swimming around and kissing and they're talking. He's telling her that she's overdressed for the event. <laughs> Unties her swimming suit with his teeth. Uh, what? Dude, I can't. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going back into this conversation because you know. So she's like, "What do you need to tell me?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "I can tell you need to tell me something." What? He's like, "What if it's something I need to show you?" And she's like, "Well, you're overdressed for this party." Takes off his swim trunks. Jacob's ladder. Yep. Bitch, if I saw a motherfucking dick pierce, I would run for the damn hills. I would not bounce on that dick at all. Like, I think I would just be so stunned and scared. Like, uh, there's like eight or nine, though. It's not just like one. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I had to put myself through pain because I hurt you. Nope. What? Yep. Nope. So she's like, get on the ledge. I need to see this better. And he's like, I just picture her on the ledge. Like, wow. That would be my sister. Like, (laughs) how does this penis look like this? Like, she would be. Yeah. I could just see it. Okay. (laughs) Anyways. Um. So she's like looking at it and he just wants to fuck and she's toying with him, starting to give him a blowjob and blah, blah, blah. Well, they fuck by the poolside after a minute and then they continue the fuckery up into his bedroom. So they finally have their reunite. Reunion. Yeah, reunited. I don't know. Yeah, something. (laughs) I don't know. Something. So, okay. Now we're going into the fight. Sorry, my ears are hurting. You're good. Mine are too. (laughs) On Saturday night, they had booked a room at a hotel um, where they were going to stay after the fight. So Cody was staring at MK's outfit, which she explained it's a hoodie that she had ordered before Riot Night, before she even knew who the fuck Archer was. She just knew him as the Arch. But it's a really big hoodie that has um, Archer on it. And she's wearing knee-high boots or thigh-high boots with nothing underneath. And they were like... (laughs) Archer is going to lose his fucking mind when he yep. sees this outfit. Yep. Um, so, they... Um, is that she thinks outside the box. Halfway yeah. into the drive, her phone rings and it's Scott, of course. Still says that he just really doesn't fucking give up. So, nope. it started again and that she should just answer. So, 
he knows if he insults him again and to put it on speaker. So MK answers and said that she told him that um, it's time to leave her alone and to not call her again. And Scott asked if they heard her and she knew what they did to her. So Scott let her know that she's in or that he's in the hospital and that they broke his wrist, his nose and gave him a concussion. MK threw it in his face that maybe you learn to not call somebody slut anymore. Like just don't fucking yeah. speak without thinking. Choose your words wisely, bitch. Yeah. You're dealing with three alphas who have BDE. Yeah, come on. She said, yeah, okay, sure. And that the boys were um, changing her. So MK asked Scott if he stole all of her underwear and wrote a creepy note in the bottom of the drawer. And Scott was silent for way too long. That was very suspicious and finally responded with, what? No, no way. That's next level creepy. And what did the message say? (laughs) He's stupid. He's so weird about it and told or. Yeah, and told her what's going on and if the boys accused him of doing this MK lied saying they were just going through a tunnel and may lose the call so she just hung up on him still have pulled over asking if she's okay and she said that she just having a hard time thinking that it could be him even though he's a fucking creep ass so still and MK arrived at the fight and they made their way up to the octagon they grabbed some champagne and still told MK that they should go poke the angry bear <laughs> making bets on what was going to happen in the fight they got Ar- to Archer and Cody and Archer finally seeing MK's outfit, which was the Archer hoodie with Archer coming forward and finding out that MK was a fan before she knew who he was. Archer had asked Cody for a marker and wrote on the hoodie and kissed MK Archer written underneath the Archer's girl back off. <laughs> Cody asked if he was ready to win and Archer looked at MK and said, now I am. You got your girl there, bitch. What, what? So they make their way to the fight, and Jace tagging along, being Jace. Oh my god, dude, the end of this book, I can't wait because I laughed so hard with Jace. Um, anyways, Archer grabbed MK and kissed her hard before she could go sit down, saying, You better hydrate, baby girl. It's gonna be a long night after I win this shit. <laughs> so MK sits down next to Seal, realizing that the only fighter, the other fighter, is a Timberwolf. Still's informed her of this and still comforted her, letting her know that they're on good terms, that she does not need to worry about the Timberwolves. They are more of an ally than they are a rival. Um, so during the fight, MK and Steel made a bet on how long this was gonna last. Of course, MK's gonna fight dirty. It's Archer. Like yeah, yeah. she's the one riding his dick, not you. Yeah. So at the first break, Archer signaled MK to come over and Archer called her a fucking tease with Cody right there um, and asking what Cody's asking what the bet is. Um, Archer realized that MK wanted him to drag the fight out, saying she needed to win against Steel, of course. And Archer said, you got it. Seems like I can't deny you anything lately, wifey. (laughs) So Cody grabbed her before she could go back to Steel, stay where they are. And MK said that she's like, shouldn't you be egging him on? He's like, well... Yeah, but I am with you. <laughs> Sticking his hands up her fucking hoodie. Oh, and my god! He's like, still's a bad influence on you. Because she's not wearing any underwear. Yep. And as he's doing this, Archer gets hit in the face. And he's like, that'll teach him to pay attention. <laughs> and Cody let her in on that. Steel and him had also made a bet of this. And she's like, you guys are fuckers, you know. And she's like, so he's like, let's, uh go do a quickie in the bathroom. <laughs> so they go fuck in the bathroom and literally tell this lady to get the fuck out. Whatever. They make it back. Archer's won the fight and Jace is glaring at her. <laughs> so they make their way into the hotel room after Archer won. Um, and as they're making it to the elevator, Jace came up and stopped them, asking them where they were going to 
part, uh, but Archer said that it was a private party and told Jace basically to fuck off. So mm-hmm. they got the presidential suite. Um, Archer grabbed MK on his lap and Cody told him to fuck off. It's just like a bunch of BDE being thrown off. I yep. get her. I get her. I get her. So... Steele opens the blinds and says, MK, look. And when they look, there's photos from Archer and MK's shoe on a freaking huge-ass billboard for vodka. So MK's shocked and told him, like, what the fuck? Archer said that it was for a friend, and he changed from the bar and decided to use them for their line of vodka. Yep. And asking if MK liked it, and she's like, I love it. And so now she's, like, all turned on, and... Well, actually, she says that she likes it, but she's, like, pissed off about it because she kind of wishes that they would have, like, talked to her about Mm -hmm. it beforehand. Yeah. And before they could start a fight, Archer's phone rang twice in a row and answered the phone call. He got a furious look on his face and said, switch to video call. She looked over his shoulder and saw that the cabin that they was like their sanctuary is on fire yep so they leave um and tell them that they'll be there in two hours um and they find out that it was arson so they panic he hangs up pulls her into a hug telling her that he's sorry and she she's like why is why are you apologizing like it's your house Mm -hmm. and he says fuck the house um she's was worth it all to wait that she was worth it all to have her Mm -hmm. and Cody asked the question if they were going to do a rain (laughs) check on the night as he knew that MK was going to suggest basically having a foursome so (laughs) and Archer slapped him for it so they get to the cabin and as they stared at the fire Cody wrapped his arms around MK and Archer informed them that they had found gas cans around the fire or the cabin so we know it's arson and MK's like how long do we need to be here and Cody's like, it's not going to be long. He just wants to see if he can get recognize a familiar face. Um, so they sat in the car for a while while Archer did his thing. Archer tapped on the window, opened the door and said, okay, like I got it. Let's go. He takes MK in the car in his two seat stingray with them. So then they're separated. And Archer said, you should know that uh, he has a guy looking into Scott um, because there's something fucking wrong with this dude. Yeah. Um, and Archer said they weren't looking to him because they're jealous bastards, which got him a glare from MK. He's like, okay, we're jealous bastards, but there's just something off. So he told, later Archer told her that she wanted to officially train with Cody. She wanted, he wanted her to officially train, which she agreed, um, kind of making Archer be like, what the fuck? You're not fighting with him. Like, that's my favorite part of the day. What's going on? So MK say, MK's like, you're right. How about this? I will train with Cody, but he, but that Archer's a lousy lay and that he can get himself, she can get herself off harder with a vibrator, which caused Archer to slam on the brakes and pull over, still pulls over and Cody and Archer's like, okay, just go. We'll be there. And he shows her twice that I was a lie. <laughs> so when they get home, the two other boys are waiting for them. There's a box on the counter and Cody commented that they took their time and Archer said they had to settle in a disagreement. The boys had waited for them to open the box. So they open it and it's a page torn out of a magazine from Archer and MK shoot with Ar- and Archer's face scribbled out really bad. A naked Barbie doll that had mine written all over it and MK's panties from the side of the road and matches. And Archer had slammed his tumbler so hard that it shattered. Cody's asking MK if she's okay, and she just nodded. She closed the box and said she's going to take a shower. Still checked her room first to make sure everything was fine. And there was a knock on the door before they got fully upstairs, and it was their guard, Dave, saying they checked the security cameras and that there was nothing. 
So MK had the weekend to relax, but Monday they had to go to class, which MK really hoped that she wouldn't run into Scott. Bree was waiting for her with her coffee and donuts. Bree asked if they could get lunch off campus today, and MK said sure, but Cody will have to go with her since she's doing dumb shit, not listening. Um, Professor Barker was heading their way and unlocked her to his office, and he didn't want MK's refusal that he had already cleared it with her first class. So MK went into the office, and MK broke the silence, saying that... Is this where you asked me to suck your cock for passing for a passing grade? And then it wouldn't happen. He said, I don't know what you're talking about with her family asking what she's doing there. So he asked her that he needs information on the personal study. He stated that the Shadow Grove had the most unsolved cases in the U.S. He started questioning her mother's murder and MK asked what he knew about her mother's murder. His face tightened with the way that she implied that he did something and MK threw it out that either he knows too much or was involved. So MK got up and left the office. She went into the bathroom to calm down. She was having a panic attack, pulling her phone out, texting the guys, asking if they knew anything about Professor Barker, which Archer replied that he will have someone look into him and still said, don't kill him on campus. Cody said, babe, where are you? Why aren't you in class? On her way back to class, she ran into a bunch of football guys, one being Bark, making everything, meaning everything after Scott. Wait, what? Wait, what? I don't know. She ran into (laughs) Bark and he was like, Hey, are you okay? Like, he saw everything that happened with Scott. He was proud. Yeah, he was proud of her for punching him. And if she was still dating the three guys, and he's like, well, if that doesn't work out, call me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Then he said something about the fire, and it's like, how the fuck do you know about the fire? So finally, lunch happens. Bree and Cody were waiting for her already. And Cody's like, are you guys going to want to talk about sex? And they're like, Bree's like, duh. So he's like, okay, I will drive separate from you guys. As they're driving and talking on the way, they're going through an intersection and a black Hummer comes and T-bones them, (gasps) causing this huge accident. Um, Bree's unconscious. MK is still conscious, obviously fucking hurting. Mm -hmm. MK gets out of the car trying to go help Bree. But as she does it, she can hear boots walking up to her and they stop. And this guy, total stranger, points a gun at MK, cocks it. And all of a sudden she hears the shot. And Cody, luckily, Cody being Cody, shot this dude in the forehead and was like, babe, are you okay? Like, didn't know what to do. Um, And he's like, we need to get you up. So he stands her up and she's like, no, I can't leave. Like, Bree's not okay. He's like, it's okay. The ambulances are coming. So finally, the ambulances come. They're trying to get MK checked out, but Bree's still in the car. They're trying to get her out. They finally get her out and they're like, we got her. We'll take her to the hospital. And MK's like, okay, I'll get checked out now. So they all go to the hospital now. So once they get Bree into the ambulance, they got MK into the hospital. And that's when they got there. The EMT told her that Bree was taken into surgery and that she's going to be okay. Um, Still took all the paperwork for MK and filled it out. But once she was in the ER, he told her that she was getting checked out and they weren't leaving until she does. So she orders him to fill her in. And basically they touch base saying that the guys were looking to Professor Bark and Scott. The doctor came in and told MK had bruising and a mild concussion. Um, She just needed some painkillers. MK didn't want to leave the hospital. So they went to the waiting room where Dallas was and MK asked if Dallas had heard anything, but he let them know that they won't tell him anything since he's not family. So still told him that he will take care of it. And as he was talking with the nurses, Dallas commented that she was so in love and he asked if they treat her well. She said that they do. And Dallas sighed and said that he's happy for her, but if she ever needs 
needs to hide their bodies to call him first. <laughs> Still came back saying that Dallas was her fiance, so she or so he can get an update. <laughs> Cody and Archer showed up sitting next to them. Steele had gotten her more painkillers as her painkillers um, were starting to wear off, but she starts getting sleepy and all three of the boys' phones went off. MK said spill, so Archer headed handed her his phone and saw all sorts of trash that was in Scott's area. A receipt for six Barbie dolls. Steele came. Steele called someone and said that there. Until you get him, detain him. Mm-hmm. Stay there. Wait until, until you. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and they will take care of everything else. So still said that they found out why Professor Barker was so creepy handling, handing her his phone to read everything he's writing, a blog about MK and all of her personal details, even having a conspiracy theory of them being aliens. Fucking weird ass. Right. A doctor finally came out to update them on Brie and the doctor said that she was okay, but she's in serious condition and stable. Also learning that Brie is pregnant. And that the baby is totally fine, that she will need to stay in the hospital for her whole pregnancy to make sure everything is fine. Dallas asked if MK knew, and she said, nope, I had no clue. And Dallas was just as shocked that he was going to be a father. So MK had to hurry up and run to the bathroom after realizing that her best friend's baby had almost died because of her. She's just a wreck. Yeah, this is hard. She's gone through so much. MK followed her into the bathroom, and he just held MK. Um... Cody said that they will be looking harder for all of this. And MK thinks, told Cody that Arthur thinks it's a family member on from her mother's side because of the inheritance. So he's like, okay, we'll keep looking into it. So MK looks into the mirror, seeing all the bruises. Cody comes up behind her and says that they almost lost her again. And, but this time was worse, way worse. Mm-hmm. And that it was planned and that the men had intercepted Cody and the girls. So that's why it took him so long to get there. And MK kissed him before he could speak again and said that he kicked ass today and that he saved MK and Brie. Mm-hmm. Um, as they left the bathroom, Archer was there and asked if everything was okay. Cody said yes, that he was going to go get them real coffee. And Archer asked MK again, are you okay? And she just started to cry. Then mm-hmm. he grabbed her and took her outside to get her for some fresh air. They sat on a bench, had this talk and Archer essentially just told her that you're not the reason Brie is in this. You can't live with this guilt. You need to kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. You, this is going to happen. The baby's okay. Brie's okay. She would be pissed off if she saw you like this. And she, MK's like, I need a distraction. So he fingers her on this park bench <laughs> to I get mean, her what out that, right? <laughs> so once they were done, they went inside and Dallas told them that they were all able to go home because it's going to be a while until he can see her. But once they can see He'll be the only one that can go. On their way home, Steinwick, which was one of the butlers, called and said that there has been an incident at the house and that he wanted to know how long until they got there. That they didn't need gunpowder. They just wanted to be aware. So they finally got home and Steinwick was there and they called him into the kitchen. And Jace is sitting there shirtless tied to a chair. (laughs) And um, Steinwick, so he was like, why are you here without a shirt on? And instead of answering, he looked at Archer and was like, since when does she talk? Like, oh, and Steinwick interrupted and said that Jace had stopped by to handle some business about the vodka campaign. And Cody interjected and said that that doesn't explain why he doesn't have a shirt on with the guard commenting James that he doesn't have any pants on either when they found him upstairs. <laughs> so Steinwick said they found him in Archer's room where Archer was like, what doing what? And James laughed and said that he was jerking off on his pillow. 
MK being high off painkillers, she starts laughing and Archer's glaring at her and she's saying that she wasn't the only one with a sex crave stalker and that she was just going to go because she's laughing before she could. Um, but before she went, she looked at Archer and said that he was burning his bed and that chair. So she started walking upstairs, but still caught her and said that she had a concussion. She has to be observed for the night. And so he's going to teach her to play the piano. So MK woke up the next morning to an email from SGU saying that her attendance was about to get her kicked out. So she just decides to drop out. Yeah. Her life is too crazy right now. So Cody asks how everything had turned out with Jace last night. And he said, you mean after you had a giggle fit? And he told her that he was worse because it was so hard to fire him with a straight face. So Cody changes the subject, stating that he loves this kitchen and why. He asked her if he wants to go up to the hospital to see Bree. But Dallas already told her that it was only family. So MK asked if they had any plans tonight since she withdrew from school and explained why to Cody. So Cody told her if she wasn't going to go to the hospital, that he was going to get Archer into the gym for some training, telling her that she should come into the gym with them if she would like. So MK left the kitchen and went to steal where he was still asleep. So she got into bed with him and kissed his bicep where she started to drift off. But anxiety about Brie got her. So she got up and found out, found her own sweatpants, tucking her butterfly knife. And she got into comfy onto the couch and halfway through the movie still kissed her and said that she looked so cute but he was going to join the boys in the gym so dallas texted her saying that she would be there in five that he would be there in five so she got up and went to the gym to let the guys know as she went to take another pain pill she heard a knock on the door thinking it was dallas but it was scott so he said that he heard the guys were looking for her and well he was there now so mk tried to shut the door on him but he didn't let that happen she tried to yell for the guys but their music was too loud so they couldn't hear so she went to run for help but scott caught her by the hair and told her to stop that she's acting like he is a crazy person and he told her to let him go or she told him to let her go he told her to let him go so that he doesn't want to be the crazy person yeah with him telling her that she needs to that's hear him he, out yeah <laughs> Before she went to the place, she took out her butterfly knife and cut his wrists that were holding her hand. He laughed and said, seriously, you're going to try to hurt me with that cute knife. Before he knew what he had happened, MK had gotten the gun that was hidden behind the flowers. And Scott said that she wasn't going to shoot him and that she doesn't even know how to shoot it. Slut shaming her and saying that it only took one text from a trusted friend to open the door. And as he was going to, as he was talking, he was trying to close trying to inch closer and closer mk pulled the trigger shooting at scott she ran into the gym where the music had just shut off and the boys rushed out mk looked at them and said um well (laughs) something happened they confirmed that scott had dallas's phone and that they had called the hospital and dallas was still there yeah sorry so mk just fucking killed scott yep so the boys being the boys just hurry and get on to work getting scott's body out of the house archer crouched down to her and told her that he could have been a copycat stalker or working with someone, but he will be searching his place to be safe. And Archer kissed her forehead. Cody called out and said, you're going to want to hear this. Still was joining. Samson had guard, gone over to Scott's house to kind of dig and was like, Scott's definitely the stalker that he was looking, that while he was looking there, there were dolls. MK's schedule and real cre- creepy shit. He'll bring everything to the house so they could see it. And Archer asked before the call was done if there was any other person involved and Samson said that this is some fucked up shit. You better be treating the girl best in the world because a lot of this is the fucked up shit and this is only one person like when mm-hmm. you're this psycho about it. So Steele and Cody were like, well, we'll take care of the body. And MK's like, no, I want to see it through. 
I want to go. So they all got dressed, got into the car, and they go to a pig's farm. And she's like, this isn't going to work. And they're like, yeah, well, they literally toss his body into a fucking pig pen. And these pigs just go to town on his body. Eating it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they take the plastic that his body was wrapped up into a recycle plant. And as they're doing this, Steele is the only one out of the car. And MK keeps seeing this red light flicker. (gasps) And... She's like, guys, do you not see that? So they all three get out of the car and Steele's like, what the fuck are you doing? And MK's, and Cody's like, well, MK said she saw something. So we're just trying to figure out what it was. Um, Cody still got a, a text at this point and it was a video showing MK shooting Scott in the head and blood written in it. And the next video slide and it said, oops, wrong one. I never miss. As she reads this, the red dot appears on Steele's um, chest and MK's realizing it screams, but a blood, sh- a bloodshot, a gunshot had gone off hitting Shillin still in his chest. Somebody tackled her to the ground. And then the last thing that we read before this book ends is MK is clothed in blood. She's staring into gray eyes as the life went out of them. What the fuck Tate? I never understood why the group on Facebook or anything was called this. Now I fucking understand. I Tate. literally had tears in my eyes. Dude, I texted you freaking the fuck out. Like I swear to God, if Steel is dead, right? So third book, who's your favorite character? Archer. Oh, we already know Archer's mind. If you if any if you guys have been listening for a minute, you know I like the most fucked up character. Ugh. So smutty scene. I have to say Archer because it was so much sexual tension, uh-huh. but I fucking loved the pool scene. I agree. I think the pool scene scared me more because <laughs> of the dick piercing. <laughs> I don't know why. I just that's not my kink, guys. It's not. So alrighty, your chirp chirp level. Wait, what's your smuttiest scene? Oh, I don't know. Fuck Archer. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um I think the first time on the side of the road, because how, how hot would it be to fuck in public like that in uh, pouring rain? Like, you know, in uh, theory, yes. But like in practice, I'm like too big of a pussy. I think I am too. Give me tequila and I'll do anything. <laughs> pouring on tequila is different. I should not say that. Okay. We're good. Okay. Now chirp, chirp level. Oh, five. Yep. Solid five. Five yep. out of five. Would you recommend it? hundred percent. Yep. I still agree with that. Oh, it's so good. It's like heaven in a book, right? It would have so want- good. The banter, the twists, the confusion, the anger. It's just got it all. I have to the make love. one comment. You know how when you read a book, you're like, you have those thoughts like, that wouldn't be like that in real mm-hmm. fucking life. That's how I felt with the pool scene because they fuck in the pool. I'm like, that's that just, shit hurts. I'm like, that's just an infection waiting to happen. Yeah. That's getting shoved up into your uterus. Like, nah, no, don't ever plan on fucking me in a pool. No, no, no. All righty, guys. So we are going to be releasing our weeklies. Wow. Let me restart this, guys. <laughs> we are releasing our episodes bi-weekly. We're going to be keeping you updated for upcoming episodes on our Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. So please give us a follow at smutsluts.bookpodcast. And the next time we're going to be reviewing Kate by Tate James, which is going to be the fourth and the final book in the Madison Kate series. Also, we do have a YouTube channel. If you want to watch us interact and talk about dusty dicks while we record our episode, <laughs> you can subscribe to our channel at smutsluts.bookpodcast. Dot book podcast no spacing just one word and thank you guys so much for listening keep it kinky smut sluts we'll see you next time